0: Dionisio at the plate, he's over to it today. Swakowski, the big right-hander, lets it go. It's right down
1: Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly. And it's... oh, it's raining now. It's time for Rain Delay Theater
0: with Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski.
1: And I'm Jeremy Dionisio.
0: And we are recapping the Wednesday, September 21st, 2022 game, uh, Chicago White Sox versus Cleveland Guardians at Guaranteed Rate Field. Uh, folks, the White Sox have not won a game since we went to that one, and they didn't win that one either. Um, and that's about, that was about five or six days ago. Uh, but uh, this is episode number 177. So Jeremy, who is your 177 guy?
1: Oh, real quick, and they are officially eliminated too. But um, <clears throat> I think we saw the, uh, you know, the dagger uh, moment.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, sure. And is that officially eliminated from both uh, wild card contention and the division? I know, I know, the I, Indians uh, Guardians clinched.
1: Yeah, I think they were already. Um, I think they were already uh, eliminated from the wild card. So it was uh, once the Guardians clinched. I think they were officially done.
0: Ah, okay, so, so they're just they're officially done now, okay,
1: okay yeah, I believe so That's I believe sad. so, um well, it's not sad, but you know <clears throat> right, it's just um right, so uh anyway, my one seventy seven guy jack is uh John Candelaria,
0: oh yeah, nice that that was who I picked too
1: it was really, yeah, sure was, yep. Yeah. Um, um, well, I, yeah. I'll say
0: this, Jeremy. The only uh, the only 177 guy is uh, for home runs uh, is Yasmani Grandal. That, that's currently what he has. Right. Um, I don't think you know, he's been on the White Sox a couple of years. I don't think we've seen him hit a single one uh, for the podcast. Uh, but uh, but I digress. Um, yeah. Tell us about John Candelaria.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, a guy who I caught just the very tail end of his career, like um, from from what I could remember as a kid. Um, but one of those guys who, like, existed for years, uh, before, before I even realized. Um, I was watching the, uh, the, the Bears game yesterday, and James Lofton was, uh, one of the announcers. And I, I know James Lofton from being on the Bills, like, in the early 90s, but I didn't realize he was on the Packers for, like, most of the 70s, uh, or a lot, or maybe most of the 80s, I should say, late 70s, early 80s. So, John Candelaria, like, I knew him as, I think, like, an expo, and, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of like other teams. Like he played on a lot of teams there at the end of his career. I, maybe a Met, I remember him as, but, um, or maybe a Yankee, but, uh, but yeah, he had a whole career as a pirate. And like, I think that's, you know, that was like the, the, the strength of his, the, the, like the apex of his career early on as a pirate, he was on the 79, we are family pirates. I remember seeing a, a special, which I've mentioned before on this podcast, um, about the 79 pirates and i was kind of blown away that he was on that team and he was good um he was one of the starters for that team um so just as a pirate um this is going to have his last year stats in there but just as a pirate he was uh he had a 317 era 124 and 87 so it's pretty good winning percentage um started 271 games and then uh in 1977 had like um his career year I was an all-star finished fifth in all-star voting or na no, cy young voting I was 20 and 5 20 game winner and he led the ERA, he led the uh or yeah he did he lead or tie um I think he led the uh the league in uh ERA um mm-hmm. so um so yeah like and then like you know during our lifetimes he was seen kind of like a journeyman, kind of like maybe like long reliever, like dabbled a little bit in closing, um, maybe um, earned some saves. Probably in like multi inning relief, I would I would guess in like the early '90s, but um, but yeah, I think I definitely think like the bulk of his his success was with the uh, late '70s, early '80s Pirates.
0: Yeah, um, uh, I just missed this guy. You know, he pitched from 1975 to 1993. Uh, that's an impressive span. I was seven years old when he retired, so I just I just wasn't old enough to uh, you know remember remember him. But I've I've heard his uh, I've heard his name before, um, and you know I'm. It, it's always uh, I always like a, a player, especially a pitcher, who has that kind of longevity. Um, and you know he was a he was a big lefty too. So yeah. it seems like uh, it seems like it's a lot easier for lefties to have longer careers if they if they want to. Um, his career kind of seemed like it had two phases too. I mean he started off as a starting pitcher um and then you know once he got older um into his uh kind of late 30s uh he was more of a more of a reliever so um you know he kind of had had two lives which is uh which is interesting he's also a big guy he was six 230 pounds um uh so i feel like he's a he's a guy that i would have liked to, uh you know if i had been following baseball then he's, he's 68 years old now he's almost 69. So uh he was born in uh Nove- no, born on November 6, 1953. So he's uh, he's still he's still kicking around. I wonder how um I wonder how active he is around around the Pirates like if he throws out a first pitch every year.
1: Yeah, I'm actually looking at his Google pictures right now and um looks like I see a picture of him um on the bench probably at like a you know reunion game or whatever. He's actually shaking Josh Harrison's hand, so it must have been a couple years ago. Nice. Um but uh, but yeah, I think it looks like he might have thrown a no hitter as well um, in his career. Uh, it's kind of funny. So he's kind of like a he's kind of a goofy looking guy. He's from Brooklyn. He is. Um, and there's a picture. Someone on Twitter posted a picture of him side by side with um, Pedro from uh, from Napoleon Dynamite. So that there's kind of a similarity there. I can I can kind of see. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, just a big lanky lefty. Um, and uh, it's kind of crazy to think that he's sixty-eight years old. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. Like uh, I think you know, we we knew him. Like I knew him in the latter part of his career, obviously. So it just it was interesting to, to learn that about him.
0: Nice. Uh, yeah, that that's a good one. Um, and you know, always always funny when we when we land on the same guy. Usually, usually probably means there's slim pickings. But uh, in this case, I think it was a good one. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get to the ballpark. Um, so, Jeremy, before uh, before we get to anything else. Uh, we should say that we attended this game with the one and only Mark Bubblebath who has been, right. uh who's been on the podcast before.
1: Yeah, that's that's correct. Um he uh um yeah, it was uh we you know we we, we brought him along um I think we're um I think he's going to make another appearance on an on an episode later so we we kind of for forewent him on the, as a guest here on the episode but uh he'll he'll be on soon enough hopefully. Um but uh, but yeah, the three of us uh Went to the game and, um, you know, Mark, uh, Mark provided, I would say his um, his role in this game was providing some kind of like affirmation um, for us in terms of like our ballpark weirdo observations, because he like he got to experience one very notable guy, um, you know, in real time along with us. So you know I think he could attest to the fact that like these people that we talk about are real you know we don't really embellish it for the podcast and and he um you know he's proof
0: Oh absolutely um yeah Jeremy I, I remember, uh, before I got I we get to the game I remember there was one text that that's always made me laugh that you got from him one time it was just a random text like the cubs had done something bad and he texted you I hate the scrubs uh which was <laughs> It was dumb. It was, you know, as as Mark as Mark would say to me, because I, I I laughed at another joke he said one time. He went, ah, it's simple. Um, so, good, it was good stuff. Um, so yeah, we uh, I think we paid about four dollars for this game. Um, yep. again, one of those things not even worth a Venmo to Jeremy. Um, I just uh, we just figured it out later. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jeremy made some 100 level scan tickets again. Just uh, on his uh, on his phone, he just doctored some tickets up for the 100 level. We had 500 level. Uh, and, you know, lo and behold, it worked again.
1: Well, yeah. So just real quick about that. We were debating whether or not it would work or we were debating or not whether or not they would um, actually bother scanning. It's like right. there was a little bit of um, stakes to this game, but it is like late September. Um, and so I doctored these tickets and they were scanning. Um, and the kid, uh, again, like he he tried to scan the, the barcode. I should say like so I doctor up not only the sections to have it say 100 level. But I also um, uh, kind of distort the, the QR code so then when they try to scan it, it won't read. Because one time I didn't do that, and they scanned it, and it said 300 level, but the tickets, the, f- the fake tickets, said 100 level. So we were in a little bit of a pickle there. Um, but now I scan it so like they can't even scan the QR code, uh, and that's what happened. He tried to scan it like three times or something, and it wouldn't work. And then he was just like, "Ah, just go ahead." And it was like the three of us, and so you know that's like really kind of testing the metal of the of the the scanners. Um, you know, I mean, you would think they, they scan it for a reason, and if it doesn't scan, you think that they would like keep trying or do something. But you know, most like it's never failed where they're just like, "Uh, eh, I don't know, just just go ahead."
0: It's it's the perfect scam, Jeremy. I mean, yeah. like, because uh, because you know it. I feel like the cubs nobody nobody checks you and this is probably the smart thing to do. Nobody checks you till you're right at the section like ready to go down. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a little easier to like be a, a cower from a situation like that cuz you're going to get embarrassed in front of a whole bunch of people if they don't let you sit down. Here it's like if you don't if you if they don't let you through, like 300 people are going to be backed up like 300 angry people who they'll then have <laughs> to scan. So it's like, they just, they basically, their only option is if it doesn't hit right away on like a yes, and it's not like a blatant red no, they're just going to let you through.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um, that is what happened this time. And um, we were the beneficiary of that. I mean, again, it's like, why are you even, why are you even scanning? Like, like I mean, right. as, as far as much as this game kind of mattered, they did lose the night before. So like, It 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 took a little bit of the wind out of the sails, but for as much as the game mattered, you know, again, there was probably like, I think the announced attendance was twenty two thousand, but like, let's be real, it was probably, I feel like it was more like fifteen thousand people. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was. I was gonna say it was about fifteen. It it, it was couldn't have been any more than that. So uh, yeah, for a game that where they still had something to play for, um, yeah, there was, uh, it was nothing doing. um, Even though I think everybody kind of knew they were gonna they were out of it at that point anyway. Um, Sure. But we uh, we sat in our usual section, um, uh, in the second to last row. Uh, we we figured we, we'd be fine in those seats. Um, it would turn out that you know maybe that wasn't quite the case. We'll get to that later. Jeremy's phone was dying. Your phone was at probably what ten percent battery. So you left yeah. it. Did you leave it at guest services? So, was that well, where you so, left
1: it? Yeah. yeah. So I um, you know I, I headed down to the ballpark and it, it occurred to me that like my phone, um, I I like downloaded the new update to iOS, which is cool, but like it is. Completely sucking the battery like crazy. It's 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 kind of a bummer. Um, I kind of forgot about that before I updated it, and like it's just it's just destroying my battery. So I I headed down on the train with Mark, and I realized my battery was at like twenty one percent, and I was just like, oh shit, like I am screwed. Um, we keep our notes on the phone too, so I wouldn't have been able to keep notes uh, on on the phone. So. I, you know, some, some places, some stadiums have like little charging stations. Sometimes you just have to stand there with the phone. Sometimes you can like lock it up and like come back to it. Like you have to pay for that usually, which I was willing to do. Um, But I went to guest services where we get our scorecards and I just asked them like, do you have a phone charging station? And she's like, yeah, there's one in like the hundred section or 110, whatever. And she's like, it's not really that great. And she's like, but if you want to check your phone with us, uh, we'll plug it in and charge it for you and I was like, oh, wow, okay um the the lady there looked pretty like trustworthy um you know i can, <laughs> I hate to take a cheap shot, but if you were gonna do something like that with your phone and have it stolen, you'd probably probably be at a white sox game <laughs> um." But they, she, the lady took my phone. I just kind of handed it over, which is just a weird thing to do in, in the year 2022. I just handed my phone over, and she just took it. She gave me, like, a little claim ticket, like I was doing coat check. And she's like, all right, just come back whenever you want it. Um, and so that was about a half hour before first pitch, I think. And then um, I, I kind of came back to the seat. I told you guys, like, hey, you know, I, like, showed you my, my empty hands. I'm like, no phone, no phone. Um, and so, uh, you know, I... I, I I told you guys I I scanned it or I uh, uh, checked it whatever, and uh, I was, was like gonna wait till like the end of the first inning to go back and get it and luckily the top of the first inning for the White Sox uh, or for the Guardians took forever so I got I got to put it on the charger for a while that being said when I got it back it was only at like thirty three percent which Oof. is not really what I don't know so I I don't even know what kind of charger they had there it's probably some bogus charger anyway. So like it's probably some broken charger that someone like left in the seats and they just like <laughs> use it. So like that system was not that great either. Um so but I made I was able to make that last the rest of the night.
0: Sure. Um yeah, I was I was gonna ask you how much battery you had, but it doesn't seem like a lot. Um you'd think yeah. if they were gonna offer that they would they would at least offer you a good a good charger.
1: Yeah, I don't know what I, I was trying to think of like how much charge do I usually get if I leave it on for an hour at home and I feel like I get pretty good charge. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, luckily 33% got me through, but I wasn't able to like use my phone as much. I like had to like, just be like, well, I just won't look that thing up.
0: Yeah. And you had a big bid to make too. So um, <laughs> I did. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, we can get in that a little later. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah so Jeremy, uh, you forgot to take your hat off uh, during the national anthem.
1: So uh, during the anthem, um, yeah, I was like, cause I, I, I think I was just generally out of sorts a little bit. Um, and, uh, it was, it was, it was Mark Bubblebath who like during the Anthem, um, I was, uh, I was kind of standing there and they started singing the Anthem and Mark like, like, uh, looks over at me and he like, he like kind of knocks the underside of my hat, like as if he was like flipping it off my head. And I was like, Uh what? And I'm like, Oh, my hat. And I took it off. Uh, which is pretty funny. Cause like, you know, <laughs> none of us are that patriotic. Um, sure. but Mark was like, Hey, your hats on. So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, and rightfully like, you know, and, and, you know, it was justified because I, I could see someone coming up to me and being like, why didn't you take your hat off? You know, at a Sox game.
0: Sure. Oh, absolutely. I, w- I was going to say though, like, you know, uh, let's say that, you know, you know, the, the patriotic guy from the second deck at Wrigley field, a guy, a type of guy like that just decked out all in American flag stuff. Someone like that would be the last person to notice that you didn't have your hat on. Um, right. Yeah. Just completely oblivious. Uh, that being said, like you know, um, probably you know, probably a wise decision by Mark to, to have you <laughs> to have you do that. But um, uh, yeah, so I, I actually didn't see that. I, I, I was, I think, I was too um, paying too much attention to the national anthem singer. Um, yeah.
1: But, but which uh, is maybe which is maybe why I forgot to take my hat off too. Many, <laughs> but I digress.
0: Um, uh, that being said. I think one of the funniest things of the night and something I keep forgetting about until I look at our notes is that there was a a guy wearing a white socks Jersey, but the Jersey was a Lou Gehrig Jersey.
1: Yeah. We saw him come down the aisle. Like, you know, his back was to us. So we saw Gehrig. Is it nine or is it six? I can't remember what number it is. Oh man, I think it's it's nine. Maybe Mm -hmm. he's walking down the aisle. We see Gehrig nine. We see pinstripes. But, and we're like, is that a white sox jersey because like it the the numbering was like black and gray just like the white sox and Yankees jerseys don't have the names on the back and so we were like that's a f-. and then he sure enough like he came back up at some point and it was a white sox jersey and it, but, yeah
0: yeah it's just that I'll say that's a first I've yes. never I've never seen someone wearing a jersey of a team. Uh, with a player that didn't play for that team, yeah, that would be like if you wore a, a Bears jer- uh, number four jersey with Brett Favre on on the back.
1: Yeah, or like why not? Why not get a Tatis Cubs jersey? You know, <laughs> like Jack, you should get. You know, you you can get a Freddie Freeman uh, Brewers jersey. It's like f- right. fuck it. You know, all bets are off. You can get a babe. You can get a Babe Ruth Tampa Bay Rays jersey. Like <laughs> according to this guy, you can do whatever the fuck you want with a jersey. Like, and it doesn't matter. There's no precedent anymore. No, no. You could get Brett Favre uh, on a Cubs jersey. Like, fuck it. Who cares?
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a- absolutely. Um, it, it's just, uh, it, it, it was baffling. Uh, that, that's sort of like the, uh, that's like the one line you can't cross for jerseys. Um, as I was saying that sentence, I was trying to think of some joke about Mississippi welfare money, but I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Ah. So we'll just to, to move on. But, well, Brett Favre
1: so could maybe, I... maybe finance the purchase of all those Cubs Favre jerseys <laughs> yeah. with the money he siphoned. Right. Um, right. But real, um, real quick, like yeah. yeah, I mean, like it, it, you know, it couldn't help, I couldn't help but like try to think of, you know, who that jersey actually was, and so like you know, perhaps it was his Lou Gehrig's lesser known brother Stu Gehrig who played <laughs> for the White Sox, you know, but uh, huh. I don't think so.
0: No, um, you know, I was wondering like who who regrets their jersey more? Uh, probably the answer is neither guy, uh, but the guy with the <laughs> Gehrig jersey or the guy with like the six prospects who are up and coming for the White sox <laughs> if folks if you don't remember we there we saw oh, a guy God. and instead of one name on the jersey it was like cease Kopeck Moncada uh, Robert <laughs> etc. Like and if, if wearing that jersey now, like you know, like you talk about like Twitter, like just like old takes or like takes that aged badly, like that yeah. jersey a- has aged very poorly here in September of twenty
1: twenty two. I'm I'm pretty sure that that's on our Instagram it somewhere. Is. Yeah, it is. I'm gonna we try to it, scroll back and see that. We
0: have it. We have it documented. So uh, that that's why uh, that's why it's great. That's why we're doing this this podcast, folks. So these <laughs> things actually happen. Oh um, my god,
1: <laughs> that's from uh, May 20, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: well, the, the future was so bright, you know, back then for the White Sox. Um, you know, who knows what happened. Uh Tony La Russa happened, I guess. Um yep. uh, so that they have a new uh there's a new host. Um uh for a while it was Chris. We haven't seen Chris this year. Uh I forget who the woman was. Uh I, I don't remember Alyssa. her name. Alyssa, right, duh, Alyssa. Um, so Alyssa was not working tonight. I, I don't know if she had the night off. To be honest, Jeremy, I've, I feel like I've seen this guy, Ryan, that was the host tonight. I don't know if it was at a, a game I went to by myself or right. maybe we just didn't remember him. I, I think it was a game I went uh, to by myself. Yeah, I
1: would have remembered him for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, he just, um, you know, bottom line, he's no Chris and he's he's no Alyssa.
1: No, he just, he wasn't, his voice wasn't cutting through the, the din of, like, the, the stadium. Like, he was miked. He was coming through the, the the speakers, but it just wasn't like his voice. His voice just wasn't cutting through, and I feel like that's that's you know a significant issue.
0: Yeah, that's you know that that's half the battle. Um, we didn't we didn't see as much of him as we saw of the other hosts, but we did have a, a couple of games uh, that uh, that they played on the scoreboard that we can get into later. Um, one thing I will give the Sox credit for this is like the one cool thing they do on the scoreboard. Uh, before every game, they make an they make a video I should say before every series uh they'll make a video that says like the matchup," and then there'll be like this like "Wow, wow, <laughs> like music like real dramatic, like almost christopher nolan uh, uh who's uh, Hans the Hans Franz- Zimmer. Franz Zimmer, like, score <laughs> that's, like, way over dramatic, But it says the matchup. And then it plays highlights of the White Sox matchup, like, with whoever they're playing um, with games throughout throughout their history, right? So, obviously, some teams, like, if the White Sox are playing the Marlins, like, they would be pretty slim pickings. But uh, you had Sox versus Indians who've been in the same division forever. So, it is kind of, like, th- that is kind of a cool idea for a video. Like, it seems very specific to the game you're about to see. Uh, This one particular featured a lot of clips of Jim Tomei, who played uh, who played a number of years for both teams. Um, So that was kind of cool. That's like one of the only legit, like cool things that the White Sox uh, do that seems original to them.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's surprisingly something like that they have on the the Cubs. Like this is something that the Cubs don't really do Mm -hmm. specifically, um, but the White Sox do. So, uh, yeah, it is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um but I I will say that the clips that they play are so short that it's 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 a little hard to tell what's going on. Anyway, uh, it's it's a it's a good idea uh in concept. Um so uh we sat in our usual section uh behind uh, kind of right behind home plate last last two rows uh you know we've suspected that they don't a- actually sell those tickets. So we're there, we were probably there for about a half hour then before the game uh these two older ladies who were probably in about their 60s Come from uh, either side of us. Um, uh, one, one, like one comes to my left. I don't really see her, but the other one who's coming to my right. Uh, we're we're sort of on the end of the row. So there's there's maybe a a dozen seats to my right that just are not filled. Um, out of the corner of my eye, I can see this like old old older lady just bearing down on me, and like and sort of walking like John Wayne almost, or like like she's <laughs> like Gary Cooper in the movie High Noon. Um, she's just like, she's just walking towards me. Like she just like, you know, slammed the saloon doors open and all you can see is her silhouette. And so she comes up to me and she goes, Oh, we're, we're 11 and 12. Um, which was, you know, that, that was one of the seats I was in. And then I kind of, I was just kind of nonplussed because there was literally no one in any of the other seats in like any of the other sections for like two, two or three rows uh, in front and behind us. Yeah. And so I just kind of looked at Jeremy and I was like. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Um, and so we just we moved to the row behind us, and so these two ladies sit down, and, and that was when I saw that there was another lady coming from the other side, which also it's like why did they come from come in on separate sides? Like what was that right. like some kind of Velociraptor uh, attack that they're yeah. doing? Like they say Raptors attack from not from the front but from the sides. Um, you know, from the other two Raptors, you didn't even know were there uh, is what they say in Jurassic Park. So like they do this attack. Where they where they ambush us from both sides and we got kicked out, we got kicked out of those goddamn seats,
1: yeah, um, I was sitting in a row behind you guys because I was planning on getting up to get my right. phone at some point, yeah so i did, i didn't I didn't have to move, but I did see those ladies before that happened, like I saw them kind of, I think they maybe came by, looked at the seats, went, and got food, and then decided like, well, when we come back, we'll kick them out, but um it was funny the lady uh who came up to you like when she said we're 11 and 12 and like you said, Oh, uh, 11 and 12 or something. And she gave you this, this nod, this, like, she gave you like this kind of like, like frowny face, like nod of incur of acknowledgement saying like, it was kind of like, yeah, I hate to say it, but yeah, we're, yeah, correct. We're in your, you're in our side, in our seats. Like she gave this, like this, just like this, like sourpuss to Jack. And it's just like, you know, and the, the standard, um, operating procedure in that situation is like, any person in the right mind just sits in their own, just sits to the side, you know? Right. If either you you most of the time you just sit there and you don't even say anything. Sometimes you say like, yeah, these are our two, but uh, you know what? We'll sit over here until, uh, you know, until someone comes like either one of those is like the like accepted and usually practiced uh, situation. Um, I don't know. Like maybe, uh, you know, they have 11 and, 12 like cats or something like, or like they have 11 dogs and 12 cats at home or something. And those, <laughs> those numbers had special meaning to them or something, but it's like no reason. I mean, there was literally no one else in the row, no one in the row behind them. No, I don't think anyone in the row own front of them either. No, there sure wasn't like, so they, they had infinite options, um, uh, available to them and they decided to like move Jack, uh, and Mark. Um, and it was just like, it was pretty pathetic.
0: It was, Uh, and so there were a couple of other things about that. First of all, I had bought a soda like 10 minutes before that, and I'd taken like two sips of it, and I was so nonplussed that I got kicked out that I I left the soda in that row... And so like the the lady like moved it over and like I didn't wanna I, I just didn't wanna deal with these ladies. So it's like the whole game, like I could see that soda over there and like I didn't wanna it was right next to her, so I would've had to reach over her shoulder to get it. Oh no. And like I just didn't want to. So yeah, so I got jobbed out of a soda. Oh, that was God. number one. That I number... don't
1: I don't even want to hear that, Jack. That's that's bad. I mean, also I mean you should have got that soda, but like, I should have
0: got it back. Yeah. But yeah.
1: uh also like she knew it was yours. She could've just said what a that really makes me fucking hate this person. Like, what a shitty move. It's like she knew it was yours. She could've been like, Oh, here's your soda. Like that's happened to me before too, when I've had a move and I've left my drink there. Someone will be like, Oh hey, you know, your drink too And yeah. like what a that's fucking what a shit bag person. Wow, that's crazy. No.
0: That was bad. And then, so right when they sit down, so they make this big deal about how, like, Mark and I can't sit there. Um, and, you know, they, they, I, I shouldn't just clump, clump us two in there. Like, they would have kicked you out, too, if you'd been in the row. So it's like <laughs> they make this big deal that, like, they're sitting there and no one else can. And like you said, there was no one in the row in front of them. So immediately, like, they sit down, and then they take all of their shit. Like, they got these two big bags of stuff, and they put it in the seats in front of them. Like, so, so, like, I, I, what I said to Jeremy was, Hey, man, you should doctor up a couple tickets and, like, get, you know, we could, we could just say, like, it it could be the seats that are the row in front of them where they've got their bags of shit. And I, we could be like, Oh, hey, sorry, like, we we were just in the wrong seats. We're actually in these. You can't put your bags here. Um, yeah. Make them move their fucking bags.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, we, yeah, we should have just made seats that were directly in front of them and just sat there out of spite.
0: Yes. Um, yes. But yeah. That's, um, maybe yeah. if I told you about the soda, uh, we would have done it, but, uh, ah, I should have mentioned that I was too embarrassed. I was like, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I, I just didn't want to talk about it.
1: Yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's angering for sure.
0: <laughs> um, so that was them, and they were there the whole game. They stayed for the whole game, uh, even though there were no, there was nobody, nobody in the section besides them. And, and you got to understand with these sections, nobody—that's nobody's actual seat. Like everybody just moves in there. They come and go. Um, a guy we're gonna talk about a little later—it's certainly not his seat. So like, just you know, whatever, whatever. You, they're doing it wrong. Like if these ladies were doing it wrong, um, there was this woman named Runzi who threw out the first pitch, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, Southpaw stood about halfway between home plate and the pitcher's mound. So she, you know, she didn't, she didn't throw out a very good first pitch. I was having a really hard time figuring out who Runzey was. So it turns out that September 21st, the day we went to the game, they were doing a giveaway of a Runzey bobblehead. I don't know if that was the thing, like, you could redeem at the MLB, like, from the MLB app, like, but they were giving away a bobblehead. Did you see other people with this it, thing?
1: It was, it, it had to be, like, a special, like, ticket bobblehead, like the Cubs do nowadays. Uh-huh. Um, the Cubs did one with, like, Cookie Monster, and they did one with, like, um, uh, Sugar Skull, like the Adelos Mortes, uh bobblehead. Okay. So it must have been a special ticket. But, like, even so, it's like, who... Like who is Runzi to like? How many people wanted a Runzi bobblehead? It turns out, um, at least one guy who wasn't part of his family did, or her her family, I should say. Um, unless he was part of their fa- her family, I don't know. He probably was. He probably was. But it seemed like it was only for her family. Like I don't know who else got these bobbleheads because the there was a whole group of people cheering for her. Um, in front of us, and it was clearly like her family. There was like two rows of people there to see her, and they were all a couple of them were wearing like the same kind of t shirt, like it was like this like uh, green t shirt with like an MLB logo, uh, MLB baseball on it, that like lo- looked like it was um, you know painted or drawn or something. So Runzi is an artist; she's like a street artist or something. Yeah. And like I was first of all, we should say too the first pitch. I mean, you said it was not good or something, Jack. I mean, it was like. It was uh, it was worse than not good she spiked it <laughs> she almost hit her own foot with with the pitch like yep. she spiked it like maybe like a foot in front of her and it was like you couldn't even do that if you tried like she unless she had like you know like pine tar on her fingers or something like I don't know how you could throw it like that so that was really bad um but like I don't uh, it's weird because tops tops baseball cards have done like these like artists um cards over the last couple years with um uh different uh different artists recreating Mm -hmm. like special cards and um I'm surprised that she wasn't part of it but like she she seems like she's someone who would have been in that set Uh, and I looked and I think she I think she actually made like a garbage pail kids card um at one point Um, but like, she's, she hasn't like broken through like in the baseball card scene scene. So like, I don't know, like if she's throwing out the first pitch at a baseball game, you'd think maybe she would have some baseball cards or something, but, uh, I don't know.
0: Maybe she designed one of the shirts that they did this year.
1: Uh, Yeah, that seems likely. I mean, I, I definitely think she designed that, that green shirt that people of her family were wearing. Sure. But yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure.
0: Um... Uh, yeah, th- there was one guy. We can just talk about him now because it's related. But uh, he just, you know, flat out. There was nothing else to say about him. But he looked like Lou Ferrigno. Like he was just <laughs> this big. He was just this big, like just muscle bound uh, dude wearing like a really tight fitting. I mean, every shirt would be tight fitting on this guy. But like he just had a. He had a he had a Runcie shirt on. I don't yeah. know if that was like her boyfriend or someone in her family, but like well, he was he, had- in the, he was there. He was with the group.
1: He had the he had the Runzy Bobblehead too, I think. Yes, and, he did. Uh, and so like yeah, like yeah, he I mean yeah, when you see like a muscle bound freak like that in person, like it really stands out to you and like this guy like he and he also looked like Lou Ferrigno, so like yeah. I don't know, maybe like when you're born looking like Lou Ferrigno you have to also become muscle bound. Um <laughs> I don't know. But uh but yeah. Um that was a that was a weird one and like yeah, he didn't he didn't seem like he belonged with the rest of that group, but um he was in that zone, so I have to assume he was with the group.
0: Lou Ferrigno, Jeremy. That that's a name no one under the age of about thirty would probably know. Like, you know, <laughs> it's funny. So. It's like, oh, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, I know who that is. But, um, you know, anyone under a certain age is not going to know who the hell you're talking about there. <laughs> I, I love it. I just realized that now.
1: Um, yeah, I guess so. Oh,
0: okay, so uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, Ronzi first pitch not good. White Sox also ha- have a guy deliver the game ball, like deliver the. Uh, deliver the ball out to the mound, the pitcher's mound, uh, which will be used as as the first pitch. So that's the pitch that like Lance Lynn, who started the game, that's the ball that's going to be used uh, for the first pitch. So this idiot goes out to the mound with like another guy to take his picture, and he he just sticks his arm out with the ball in his hand, and he drops it on the mound like a, like somebody dropping a mic. Um, yeah. And he probably like... scu- he probably scuffed up that ball.
1: Yeah. From like about, you know, like five feet, at least in the air, like he lifts it up by his side of his body and just drops it. it's like, that's not how you're supposed to do it. And like, who are you to, to, to like, you shouldn't even be touching the ball, but like, let alone like, uh, you know, uh, altering the ball, uh, you know, to an extent, I feel like if, if someone, if that ball bounced in the dirt on a pitch, they would have taken it out of, out of play. Um, and this guy, like, you're supposed to deliver a pristine ball, and he just fucking drops it in the dirt um, like an <laughs> asshole. So it's like, yeah, I mean, like, the Cubs do, like, I think the Cubs have someone deliver the rosin bag or something. Sure. But it's like, that's not going to, like, you know, if you fucking drop that, it's not going to affect play. But it's like, um, yeah, it's like that, you know, that that ball should be pristine when it's when it's thrown by Lynn.
0: Yes, no, a- absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, all the... Uh... All the Mike Scott karma in the world would not have would not have helped uh, Lance Lynn tonight. Mike Scott famously uh, was possibly doctored up his balls when he was with the Astros. But, him. Um, scuffed him, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Lynn, Lynn ended up having a bad outing. Uh, but who knows? Maybe maybe that was related to it. Um, but yeah, the, the whole beginning of this game was kind of a dud. So you had a bad first pitch, uh, this idiot, uh, dropping the game ball, um, on the mound. Then right before the, uh, right when the White Sox came out to, for like Lynn to warm up and the players to throw their infield, uh, the music just cut out. So <laughs> all the White Sox ran on the field, like Abreu starts throwing infield, Lynn starts take, like doing his warmups and there's just no music playing. It was very appropriate for how their season has gone.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the Cubs used to come out and throw infield to to jump um, uh-huh. by Van Halen, and it's like yeah, if they're like throwing, it's like if they're like throwing the ball around, and it's like the the keyboard, like the music's building, and it's like might as well, and then just quiet, <laughs> just complete <laughs> silence. It's like it was it was definitely deflating, and it's like. It, you know I told that story years I, like a while ago about like how I fucked up the the music for those the Girl Scouts sure uh, that one time it's like it was kind of like a, a mess up like that and like um you know I feel like you wouldn't have been able to notice it so like well I mean I was gonna say like maybe not no one noticed mine but mine in, in involved like hundreds of uh little Girl Scouts dancing to the song so they definitely noticed when I fucked up but um but yeah <laughs> it was it was bad um so so yeah, I don't know.
0: Well, I think now is the time for us to get to our fan of the game. Uh, yeah, this guy definitely takes the cake. This guy might take the cake for the entire twenty twenty two season. I don't, I don't know. There's some good candidates here, but uh, this guy's yeah. right up there. Uh we got video evidence, which uh Jeremy'll have to kind of sift through and we can decide whether or not we want to post it uh honestly yeah. if we po- if we posted this i I know it's not not kosher to post you know videos of other people, but like if you posted uh, a video of this guy, he'd be proud of proud of everything oh, yeah. that that happened. He would have no idea what the problem was.
1: no, I kept sneaking video of this guy, and um ever like I think Mark was saying like you should just go right up to him and film him. Um, and it's actually funny cause I was going back and looking at the footage and I, the lady, there was a couple sitting down the row from him and the lady was filming him too. I noticed like, in the video. <laughs> yeah, maybe
0: somebody beat you to it, man. Yeah, possibly. Posting stuff, yeah.
1: But I definitely think this is something that would go on our YouTube page. We don't really post too much on our YouTube uh, sure. page, but, um, sure. I, I kind of cut together like a preliminary cut of this, of this guy. And it's about like, it's about like three minutes long. So, um, yeah, it's just like the highlights. I I, I I got a lot of footage of him, um, but the guy was so uh, unpredictable. I, I, we should kind of get in. We should like kind of get into it. But uh, I'll say I'll say my piece later on it. But um, let's let's just describe what this guy looks like first, Jack, before we start getting into some of his sound bites. Um, so he was like an older guy, probably in his like early sixties, maybe late. F- I mean, what do you think? Do you think he was touching fifties at all? Or do you think uh, he was the I
0: would, I would say late fifties, early sixties. He had a, okay. he had a son who, who seemed like he was about in his early twenties. So, um, I'm trying to think of the actor that, that he looks like, uh, Ooh. uh he's, he was in office space. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to find him right now.
1: Oh, uh, Robert R- R- Ryle or rail.
0: It, it could be. Yeah. So he's yeah. the, he's the older, could like kind of
1: conclusions, Matt.
0: Uh, yeah, let's, let me see. Uh, I think it's uh, R
1: I E H L. Yep. Yeah, you
0: know exactly the guy I'm talking about. Fantastic. Yeah, but with gray
1: hair. But with gray hair.
0: Yep. Yep. I think that's this actor.
1: Yeah, I think that's. um, I think that's a good. uh, You know. Um, cause I think he might've had brown hair in, um, office space, but if you Google him now, like, yeah, Robert, I think it's uh, It's, it's
0: R- Richard, Richard, uh, rail, if, that, if that's how you pronounce it. And so, uh, the, the last name is spelled R I E H L E. So if you yeah. Google this guy, that gives you somewhat of an idea of what it, this guy looked like.
1: Yeah, in um in Office Space, he's a guy who creates the jump to conclusions, mat,
0: mm-hmm. and then he gets
1: like maimed in an accident <laughs> <laughs> in the video, and then he talks about like how he's like lucky or whatever. But um, yeah, actually he's a Wisconsin native, uh, which nice. makes sense. He looks kind of okay. like he's from Wisconsin, but. So this guy, yeah, yeah, that's a that's that's a pretty good. I don't think we'll get better than that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Rail or Ryle, I'm not sure, but uh, he's in a, a lot of movies. Um, but yeah, Office Space probably one of the ones we know the most. He had he had more hair than than this actor, and his hair was like, it was doing that thing where it was like receding from his uh, from his he- from the from the front of his head, um, from from his forehead back, but he never like kind of cut it or never decided to like. Um, go like, uh, you know, shave it or whatever. And he had it to, it was doing this, this thing where it was kind of standing up. So we had a really good angle of him where we could see him from the side and we could see the hair was like about to the, like the middle of his, the, the, like the top of his head. It had receded that far back, but it was like sticking up also. Um, and he definitely had like the big, like gray mustache. Um, but, but the, I would say the clothes he was wearing were almost more notable.
0: Yeah. He was wearing, uh, the White Sox must've done this giveaway where they gave away a Hawaiian shirt, but it mm-hmm. just had all bunch of different White Sox logos on it. I've seen this shirt before, so he's not, yeah. you know, he's not the only guy I've you, ever seen wearing it.
1: You, you know that that was a free giveaway and he got that shirt <laughs> Oh free. yeah. Which we'll talk oh, about that in a minute too, or a little bit later on too.
0: We we, we yeah we we will. Um, so he was wearing that uh, that Hawaii, Hawaiian white socks shirt, and, and then he was wearing uh really short cut off jeans. I'm I'm yeah. talking real short, like they were well above his knee his knee bones, um like a halfway oh, yeah. up his thigh.
1: Oh yes, one hundred percent. Um, and then he was also wearing white thong sandals. Uh, <laughs> that looked like women's sandals. Like they were, I feel like they were like, they were like, um, shiny, um, but they were white thong, uh, sandals. Um, yeah. and he perpetually had a beer in his hand.
0: He, he did, uh, just, just one after the other. And I, I think he even got one right at last call too. So he, he had to get one more. So I would, I would estimate he put about four or five of them away, uh, during the game. Who knows how many before, uh, he was also with his son his son just looked like a, a younger version of him, with like a, a blonde buzz cut, uh, no mustache or anything. Um, the,
1: but the son kind of looked like a just like a Southside scuzz bucket. Like he, <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, this yeah, guy was did. def. This guy was definitely a scuzz bucket. But like, um, it, they they honestly, I don't know if I they they looked. He didn't look like this. I I feel like they looked drastically different. Personally, they did. Um, they were I was weirdos just assuming yeah yeah oh yeah no i mean well yeah that's again yeah you you hope that it's his son because it's, it's weird <laughs> otherwise but like um the son just looked like fuck, i mean he almost looked like one of the Lagoos. um sure but uh but yeah but he had this like this mask it was like either storm it wasn't a storm tree i think it was like the the no. gray iron iron man
0: yeah w- war machine um yeah i think that's that's the name uh I'm, I'm trying to see James Spader Avengers, because um, I think it, I think maybe it was James Spader's character from the Avengers. Um, I don't know. I don't know shit about this crap. Um, uh, yeah, he played Ultron. So let me see, ja- like Ultron. Let me see what that what oh. that is here. I'm Googling it right now. No, nah, it's not an Ultron mask. Anyway, it's one of those, like War Machine, Ultron, whatever. It looked like it was from Marvel. Yeah. But he had this mask on, and so whenever the White Sox were at bat, so when the White Sox were in the field, he would pull the mask up over his face. Oh, so it was just I one of those cheap. I that. Yeah, so it was just one of those cheap, like plastic masks that uh, you know you can probably buy for ten bucks at a Halloween store. Um, so he would put it over his. He would he would pull it up when the White Sox were in the field, but when the White Sox were at bat, he would pull it down over his face, almost as like a war cry. You know, like oh, wow. it's it's battle time now. I need to put this this mask down over my face. Cause like the white socks are up and you know that this is my rallying cry.
1: Wow. Um, that is, I didn't, I didn't notice that like intricacy of what this guy was doing, but, uh, Oh yeah. At yeah. least
0: I think that was the original intention after he had also had a few beers. I think just, you know, all bets were off and that mask yeah. was, that mask was going on or off, you know, randomly. But I think that was originally his intention.
1: Okay, that that makes uh, sense. Well, it doesn't make sense, but I I, I, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Um, I should also like, I mean, I'm I I think we I kind of like lost my my focus here. Um, we Ma- Mark and I were calling this guy Captain Kangaroo. Okay, uh, like because he also looked like Captain Kangaroo. Um, not with the same kind of like kind of bowl cut, but like he his face kind of looked like Captain Kangaroo. Um. And he he was like angry, like he 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 was yelling so much, like everything he yelled like had this like grit and anger, <laughs> angry voice to it. And so he like so like yeah, so kangaroo instead of kangaroo.
0: Now yeah that that's a uh, that that's another good comp, Jeremy. Um, yeah, I think uh, yeah you know Captain Kangaroo a little bit before uh, before my time, maybe even before yours. But uh, yeah,
1: I only know the I only know like through references really it was not a show that I watched as a child but um uh it uh but yeah like another one of these like I think I don't I don't know if he was Chicago based or not I kind of put him in that category as like bozo and everything but I think he I think he might have been more national but uh Bob Keeshan is the actor um but like yeah like he I'm sure if you told him that he looked like Captain Kangaroo he'd be like oh yeah that's right I do look like Captain Kangaroo (laughs) so yeah yeah uh, I'm, I'm bummed. I'm bummed, Jack, because I'm 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 a little under the weather right now as of this record. And it's so like, although this actually, it might actually help me be to be able to recreate his voice, but it's it's gonna fucking hurt to do it. But like, I, what I just did was pretty close to what he sounded like.
0: Yeah, I imagine that if if this uh, you know if this guy was played in a movie, he would be played by Rod Steiger, um, who was just mm-hmm. famously like an over actor. Ro- Rod Steiger has this line in um in the heat of the night where he goes uh he goes to, to one of his deputies who he's mad at he goes yeah oh
1: yeah
0: and that was what that that was the first time we became aware of this guy cuz yeah. Lance Lynn struck somebody out and he goes yeah oh yeah I can't believe it oh yeah oh yeah
1: <laughs> yes and just like that just it never ending like just, I mean, he he didn't know when to stop yelling, no. um. And yeah, that's that's exactly what he yelled, like the the, the very first, to make his presence known. Yes. Um, some of the other things that he yelled um, was uh, so Gavin Sheets was up. I don't even know if he was had a man on base. No, he never. I don't. He only no. He came up with a man on base in the seventh and actually drove him in. But this might have been his first uh, his first at bat. Hmm. Um, Came up to lead off the inning, and they had a they had a address. They had a major shift on sheets, so there was like, um, you know, it was clear sailing down the third base line, and so he goes like,
0: "Gavin,
1: bunt down the third base line," <laughs> and it's like, it's like, first of all, like, what, like, that's no, like, you know, if you were like, some some somehow trying to send him a signal you wouldn't say literally what to do. Like that kind of takes uh, away the uh, element of surprise, you know? It's like yes. like w- telling the guy what to do out loud so the uh, opposition could hear you is not really the best thing to do. Uh, second of all, it's like, you know, again, Gavin Sheet shouldn't be bunting. Um, he's That's not what he's there for. Um, and third of all, it's like he makes it just seem like he's like, oh, yeah, just bunt down the third baseline to, so you can get a hit. Why? Why wouldn't you think of that as if like – that's like, you know, um that's on his mind or that's what he does. But it's like it's not like he's like friggin uh um who did we see lay down a, a bunt uh for the Cubs? Uh,
0: uh P J Higgins.
1: P J Higgins or like uh, Nico Nico Horner or like Nico Horner, Nick Madrigal maybe laid one Ma- down. Madrigal was it. That was yeah. that's who it was, was Madrigal. Like it's like it's not like he's like that's part of his repertoire, you know. Right. So like um, but like, but yeah, he was just so matter of factly uh yelled that that it was like that's not good strategy,
0: yeah, no, um, and yeah, as if Terry Francona didn't uh consider that when he said his defense like that, um right, yeah, it was it was absurd uh, there was there was another one where uh, you know, the pitch was I guess you know, it wasn't necessarily in the strike zone, um, I don't know, it probably wasn't that bad, and he goes, ah, it was high inside. everybody saw it was high and inside. <laughs> um just saying that everybody everybody saw it. Um that's that's a great thing about being uh about watching baseball, Jeremy. You don't you don't have to be an expert to act like one in a baseball game.
1: Right. Um, oh yeah. Same could a, be said for any sport, I would say for sure, sure. like as we talk, I think we talked about it when we went to the Blackhawks game where everyone yells like shoot it, shoot it as if the guy doesn't know he's supposed to shoot the puck. Like that Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, my favorite thing that he yelled though, Jack, I have to say was, um, I forgot who was batting, but Tristan McKenzie, who started the game for the guardians and had a hell of an outing, um, struck out 13 over eight innings and Um, no walks, no walks. Um, he, uh, he had a two, uh, ball, two count two ball, two strike count to some batter. And the, the guy goes, captain Angaroo goes, Hey, Mackenzie! I got my tutu on. <laughs> and he was talking about the count tutu. and I'm like, "What the? Fuck? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's like, okay, you know the count, uh, you know, I'm proud of you, but it's also like embarrassing. It's like, what? So you're saying you're wearing a tutu? Like, why? You know? And and honestly, maybe it would it it would have been a, a step up in the um you know, the, the bravado category, uh, based on what he was wearing anyway, like wearing a tutu. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't like, I, I don't know. Uh, that was, that's the kind of stuff that's kind of the stuff we were dealing with from this guy.
0: Jeremy, who was that guy that died? Uh, oh yeah. Rip Taylor. Like he's, he sounded a little bit like Rip Taylor too. Um, Sure. yeah. Uh, yeah, so I th- I think the big takeaway here is that I think you know I've said this before on the podcast, but where else you know in the world but a baseball game can you go and just uh, yell just yell whatever you want at the top mm-hmm. of your lungs as loud as you want, get as drunk as you want, just not not care about anything or anybody around you, and no one even really bats an eye that it's happening. I mean, sure, there's going to be some people that are going to film you on their phone or whatever, but it's <laughs> not going to get you it's not going to get you kicked out. It's just like you know. It's just expected, and I mean, sure, this, this kind of behavior probably wouldn't be condoned at like a white uh, at like a Cubs game, but at a White Sox game, it's it's just fine.
1: Yeah, no, and you'll you'll get you'll have the your the the crowd you'll have your section laughing uh, like in stitches, like supporting you uh, if you yell this kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, why not? Um, yeah, no, it's I mean, yeah, it's um, it's just uh, one of those weird things it's like it just you know makes you go hmm
0: yeah and there there was one other thing that we didn't see but this guy went into the concourse i think to get his final beer and Mm, there was like this there was this group of people who were just hanging out in the concourse and he got into it with some woman like some woman was dressing him down yeah and i think he went he went away i don't know if he tried to do something inappropriate or what we didn't didn't see the beginning of it
1: yeah, it. Um, Mark and I like kind of saw it first. Um, and uh, we looked back, and yeah, there's this woman who was maybe wearing like you know some athleisure wear or like uh, yoga pants or something. I can only imagine that he must have done something inappropriate to her. Like, I mean, this guy looks like a butt <laughs> pincher. He yes. looks like a butt pincher. Like he he might have pinched this lady's ass. And like she's like, you know, what the hell did you do? Like you don't do that. Like you know, like 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 totally yelling at him. That's what that's the vibe that it had. Um, and he was kind of just sitting there taking it. And then like at some point, like we had to look away to the game, and like we looked, and he was like kind of like sulking off or whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, it was a weird weird moment.
0: It did not stop him from yelling things for the rest of the game, though. And actually, no. what happened was him and him and his son or whoever it was moved all the way down. Um, yeah,
1: for like the last inning.
0: Yeah, so they, uh, you know, they brought their mayhem elsewhere, but uh, yeah, that didn't slow them down at all. Um, uh,
1: w- real quick, too, like during um, uh, the t-shirt toss, we should say this is one of the key videos we got. Um, during, like, they do a t-shirt toss. I forgot when it is. Maybe it's after the the seventh inning stretch. Um, and people, like, you know, people like mark out and try to get like a t-shirt. Like, like, wave their hands right over here, here, throw me a t-shirt. And this guy and his kid were just like the guy had his. Hands in the air. He looked like he was, like, doing, like, a conga line or something. Like, he was leading a conga <laughs> line. Like, he just had his hands in the air, and he was, like, just dance. He was, like, kind of bopping side to side with his hands in the air um, and, like, kind of, like, jumping on his, like, tippy toes and uh, just, like, trying to get a shirt, even though he was, like, the absolute furthest back that anyone was, like, to try to get a shirt. So there's no chance he would have got one. Um, but he was really, really going for it. Uh, yeah jeremy when us. i when
0: i texted you and said like I, I think i need to see some video of that guy that that was the clip i was thinking of specifically yeah. it was him was him dancing around with his with his uh arms up in the air
1: yeah i meant to send that to you jack i i edited it together really quick and i was going to send it to you and then i got distracted by work but uh so i have that i have that handy so i'll get that to you and i yeah we got to get it up on the uh that's i think that's a youtube video length video it's, it's sure. too long to throw on instagram but uh yeah, there's a there's a 3-minute supercut of of some of his just some <laughs> of his antics. It was frustrating, this is what I was going to say earlier. It was frustrating trying to to film him because he was so kind of sporadic with his yelling. So I was trying to like watch his face cuz you could kind of tell like his, <laughs> he would get like a little glimmer in his eye before he was about to yell something, and I kept like letting it roll and then not hearing anything and then I would stop and then as soon as I hit stop, he would yell something just completely like unexpectedly and uh it was frustrating because i i captured for every like one good thing i captured there was like 10 things that i missed so it was a little frustrating
0: yeah well at, at least i don't think you got this on camera but at least we rem- re- remembered the 2-2 Oh um, yeah yeah
1: that one a, i had to make a special note for
0: that's an all-timer um yeah. well uh so the game itself was pretty sloppy especially in the early innings um there was just some baffling uh uh, you know, scoring that happened. Uh, Lance Lynn couldn't seem to pitch a, a clean inning to save his life uh, in two of the first three innings. Um, the first inning, uh, especially, uh, the, the, the official scorekeeper, I don't even want to try to recap what the inning was, but the guy who was keeping score on the scoreboard said that a run scored when it didn't score. So instead of 2 yeah. nothing, which was the real score, for about seven minutes, the scoreboard said 3 to nothing. So Jeremy and I, yeah. we were keeping score, and we were like, did we miss a run somewhere?
1: Yeah, well, I I thought that it it was really weird, Jack, and like I actually um went back and watched both feeds of the inning, and like to the white to the official the scoreboard operators credit, I guess the White Sox announcers thought it was um like three nothing um for almost as long as the scoreboard did. Sure. Um, and then the 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 Guardians announcers immediately said like two runs score. And then, like about like after a couple pitches to the next batter, the guy's like, "No, wait a second, that's not right." Like, um, you know, that's it should only be two nothing, and like they they had it first, um, but they went to they went to commercial the White Sox guys with uh not being able to explain what happened, and so then when they got back from commercial, they had to replay it, and it was as I su- uh, suspected, Jack. Um, Ahmed Rosario got thrown out got forced out at third base but he he kept he ran around and scored as if like no one would remember that he got thrown out at third base
0: yeah okay so that's why I was confused Jeremy because I definitely thought I saw a second guy cross home plate on the play we're talking about I don't want to try to recap everything that happened but like it looked like a second guy crossed which is why I thought somebody else scored
1: yeah, no. It it had all the like visual cues of like a play that two guys where two guys score. It was basically like a a fielder's choice and um a bad throw at first base that was ruled a hit, and so the guy who hit the ball, um, Oscar Gonzalez, uh, was safe at first. One run scored. The other guy got forced out at third because of the way it was hit, and Moncada stepped on third, but he ran around and scored. And like if you visually, if you just blinked when Moncada stepped on third base it had all the visual cues of like an, you know of a botched play where two runs score yep. so it yep. was just it was one of the weirdest plays i've seen like definitely in person um and even uh, even on on tv it was it just it, it it just had like the the uh mechanics and like the routine of like that play but the you know moncada stepped on third so that that run was out it was very weird um but yeah like it was like uh, not until like I think, like, there were, like, two more batters that happened, and then the scoreboard finally, like, updated it. But it was, like, it was wrong for a very long time, like, in the stadium. I I actually think it even – the inning ended, actually, with it the did. score being wrong. Yeah.
0: Um, well, I I guess that's good. I I thought for some reason, like I had just gotten sloppy and, or like, wasn't paying attention to the game, but, uh, it seems like everybody was pretty confused. So we even,
1: we even talked to there, cause we were in the last row there, there was a group of four people who were just standing there talking and actually being kind of annoying. Um, but they were even like, no, it's two nothing. No, it's three nothing. And then like, I, you know, I turned around and actually had to be like, yeah, man, we had it wrong too. Like, you know, that was, that was really messed up. So we even like had to like signify with someone else that it was like it was weird
0: yeah it was it was very strange um eventually it, it all all got sorted out after much uh you know after much uh hullabaloo but we we mm-hmm. were able to get it get it right we looked at mlb.com and confirmed it um so anyway the game got off to a, a bad start uh lance lynn was not happy with himself um white Sox were down right away and just peed down their leg the entire game so they were never in it um, the Guardians wow. G- Guardians had a guy named Will Brennan who was making his major league debut. He's an outfielder. He was playing right field. Um, they had just called him up that day, so I think he had just gotten to Chicago that day. Always, always a cool thing in September. You you know you have a very very good chance of seeing a guy make his debut. I think we've seen it. We've seen a couple of them uh, this September. Anyway, um, Brennan got his first hit off of uh, off of Lance Lynn in the the top of the third inning. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't think Lance Lynn was really aware of it or anything. So he got the, you know, they threw they threw it back into the infield. It was like a base hit into short right field. Um, they throw it back in. Lynn gets the ball. He's already not happy with himself because he's having a bad outing.
1: It's yeah. Uh, it was at that point he got the hit to drive in a run to make it four nothing, and there were no outs in the third inning. So it's four outs uh, or four four nothing and no out in the third. So he was he was pretty pissed.
0: He was. Um, so he gets the ball back, and then the uh, the the guard the guardians probably start yelling from the dugout like, "Hey, like that's his first hit, whatever. Let's get the ball." And then so then Abreu says something to Lance Lynn like, "Hey, like they want that ball back." And I, I wish I I hope that they caught this on camera. Um, yeah. I don't know if you watched either feed, but no. Lynn just like he kind of scoffs. And like he really pissily like throws the ball at the uh, Guardians dugout and gets a new ball. It was uh, yeah,
1: he, he kind of spiked it like Runzy's first pitch,
0: <laughs> and then it yeah, just it was to the uh, dugout. It was funny. He wasn't having it, and you could tell he was just annoyed and like also probably pissed when he found out that this guy was just some like you know he 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 gave up the first hit to some slapdick rookie who wasn't even a prospect. Um, <laughs> just a just a bad night for Lance Lynn in general.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so, um, so yeah, the game would progress on and, uh, the, the guardians ended up winning, um, I don't even, it was it eight, uh, five, six, seven, eight to eight to two. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, yeah, it was a sad, sad showing, uh, the white Sox. um, you know, we're trying to, trying to claw and scratch to keep into, in the, the hunt for the playoffs. And that was, um, you know, like I said, that was the dagger. Um, so, so, uh, that that happened um moving on to um the uh the scoreboard games uh we we saw this new game um and it basically consisted of a fan who had like two bowls i believe um and one bowl had uh beans in it like uh uncooked beans and the fan was holding a pair of chopsticks and he had to pick up the the beans and move them from one bowl to the other within like you know 30 seconds or something. And then it became clear that he had to like beat a White Sox player doing the same thing. So the guy does it. He has a, hor- a horrible time doing it. Like just a hell of a time. He moved like, I don't know, six beans in like a minute or something. Uh, maybe 30 seconds. But uh, he was having a hell of a time doing it. Uh, and then they cut to a video of Lucas Giolito also trying to do it. And uh, I was thinking too like... This is unfair. Like Lucas Giolito is like an LA guy. Um yep. he seems kind of like a well, like kind of like pedigreed kind of guy. His like family was in the you know the movie industry. Probably grew up very rich. Um, so he probably like was eating like sushi at like a young age. You know, like definitely using chopstick as chopsticks as a as a young kid. And this this um this galoot for the White Sox uh, fans uh, probably you know. He I I would say a fork probably might be refined for this guy. Um you know probably <laughs> used to eating it with his hands. So it was a stacked deck. Like he never really had a shot. And Giolito did beat him. He 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 moved ten beans in that time. Yeah, and he looked uh, good so. doing it too. Yeah, yeah. His form was pretty good. So this was like this one was definitely stacked. They they probably should have offered like free season tickets, you know, for the winner if he can beat uh Giolito because, you know, there was no chance he was gonna beat him.
0: Yeah, I w- I w- I'm trying to think of some unrefined White Sox player that they could have put him up against. Um, you know, put, put him up against, like, Don Cooper or something like that. Yeah, you know?
1: even Lance Lynn I would throw in there, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Lance Lynn would probably get pissed off and just, like, hit the edge of the bowl and, like, the beans would fly through the air.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't know how much sushi they eat in Marion County, Indiana. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a uh, that, that's a good one for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jeremy, I don't think I would be too good at that game. I don't eat with chopsticks very much, so.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I will say in the defense of that White Sox fan, it's hard to pick up uh, beans, uh, uncooked beans with chopsticks. But, you know, um, yeah, I would be interested to see how I would do. Um, you know, probably the pressure would uh, would kind of mess things up a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, I think I could beat that guy, I think. <laughs>
0: that guy being the fan or Giolito?
1: the fan yeah
0: okay okay yeah yeah uh, well very very good very good so yeah that was one I hadn't seen before so that was uh, th- that was a, that was a pretty good game I think yeah. um, we had a return uh, a returning fan here um, uh, so yeah. we were in the same section and again this is proof that nobody sitting in this section has tickets for this section
1: oh at 100 percent yeah yeah
0: but we saw um, I guess who we have now named because there's nothing else to call him uh, Pizza face guy. So yep. if you'll recall from a game earlier this year, I don't remember exactly what one it was. Might have been the Yankees game, but uh, Could there be. was a guy who just, he had been eating a bunch of pizza and it, I, it, my stomach started to churn just thinking about this, but he had yes. he had red pepper caked to his face. Yeah, I, would, um, I think
1: red pepper, Parmesan and grease. Yes. To his like face into a stubble. Um, we described it in detail. I think, I think we did, or we were too grossed out to even get into it um during that episode, but yeah, it was caked to his face. It just uh it it was not good. It was not no, good looking.
0: It was a bad look. And so he was back. Uh he didn't have any pizza this time. Uh thank no. God. Um but he <laughs> yeah. he was sitting in the row uh, in front of us or he came to sit down. So he he arrived uh maybe a couple innings late. Um uh and he so he sits in the row in front of us, which is the row that these two ladies are in. Um Uh, and I think what made him move, first of all, we should say that like the way this guy moves down the aisles, I don't know if he's got a bum knee or whatever, but have you noticed that how he like, he'll, uh, he'll like go down the aisle backwards and like
1: lean on the chairs. He is ambling down the aisle and just looks, uh, like he's wobbling sideways, basically like he might have a bum leg or like a a fake hip or something like it's not, it's, he doesn't look like he's in good shape going down those, those steps.
0: No. Um but he was also wearing a White Sox giveaway jersey. Um it was just like a gray, a gray white Sox jersey. Um It was you know, like
1: it's like that eighty three like softball style um jersey, I'm pretty sure. But definitely yes. a giveaway. And um uh yeah, definitely I mean, I'm not sure again, I think we saw a fan a couple seasons ago who was wearing all special giveaway gear. I, like yeah, sho- He even shirt, had socks. Shorts, on. Yeah. The socks, yeah, everything. And I, you know, we might have even said it at the time, but, like, there is a guy who, um, or, I mean, not a guy, but uh, we might have said it at the time, but it's, like, the White Sox fans definitely lead the league in the highest percentage of special giveaway items worn. Like, like special item giveaways, like, repurposed and worn in perpetuity, like, until they probably disintegrate, you know? Oh, like, yeah. I would say, like, 90% of the, the jerseys or shirts given away are then worn again. Uh, later in the year. And then probably like just that becomes like someone's Jersey until it like, you know, disintegrates or tears or, you know, gets burned by like, a, you know, a, a cigarette while they're, while they're asleep, passed out or something. Um, so yeah, it was, um, yeah, this guy was, you know, he was contributing to that, but definitely a special giveaway Jersey.
0: For sure, and yeah, to your point, Jeremy. Yeah, at least probably sixty to seventy percent of people at White Sox games are wearing some some kind of White Sox giveaway. So it is, it yeah. is a very very high percentage. Um, so Re-
1: real quick before we move on to this, uh, do you have any more on this guy, Jack?
0: One one thing, yeah. Okay, go um, ahead. So the, this guy uh, he was sitting in the same row as the as the rude ladies, uh, as I'll call them. Yeah. One oh, of the yeah. ladies. One of the ladies had gotten up to go get a snack or something. When she came back. She she kind of like uh, so the guy was at the very end of the row and she had to pass him to get back. So she kind of like she kind of comes in and like faints and then goes back to make her presence known to this guy. And then you know she she's shitty about having to go in. So like he had to he had to let her in. But just that little faint move instead of saying excuse me, she didn't like say anything. She faint she fainted into the row and then she went back to like let the guy <laughs> know she was there. It's like what do you fuck mean by these faint ladies? Like- what so do you like, mean by
1: faint like she Yeah. Yeah. Go she ahead.
0: stepped forward and then like for about one or two seconds, like to kind of like like you know, she stepped into the row and then she stepped back, like out of the row. Weird. So it's like she, she she went to go in, like she fainted, like a boxer would faint a punch, and like she she went uh-huh. into the row and then like clearly like got into this guy's line of sight, and then she went back uh, instead of just saying like, excuse me, sir, could you, could you make room? Like she went in and then she went back. It was just a, it was a shitty move, Jeremy. I saw it. Maybe I was just laser focused, but it was just like, come on. That's a, you know, that, that's a, a, uh, you're a wuss if you're not just going to say, excuse me.
1: Yeah. Um, that, uh, that, that was weird. And like, yeah, I, I mean, it would have been nice to, um, uh, to, uh, you know, um, have that guy go off on 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 her because um, we did. I should say this: we did see him at some point, and I thought it was out of nowhere. But I think it was after the Sox like gave up some runs. He had he had a a water bottle and he he whipped it down the aisle. He just like threw it down the aisle because he again he was like all the way on the left with and like the only people in between him were the ladies and he like threw it down the aisle and you could hear like that sound that that a empty plastic bottle makes when it hits the ground he like threw it and he was like disgusted and the the ladies ignored it but like um i'm like i was kind of like that's kind of that's kind of rowdy um that he did that um so that was kind of funny that he did that um and then jack the last thing about this pizza face guy you didn't hear this um, but, um, he was, uh, he, like I said, like we said, he was sitting in the row in front of us. Um, and he, um, the game ends and he actually like, so yeah, like you were said saying Jack, he was like holding on to the seats as he went down. The seat right in front of Mark was like, it wasn't like bolted in all the way. So the back of it kind of felt like kind of hitched backwards if you like were leaning on it. So he put his hand on it and he kind of like, lean, put his weight on it. And it kind of like lurched forward. And um, that was kind of like, it looked like he was like, you know, walking on the, on a uh, on a boat deck, like a ship deck, like (laughs) it was kind of like wobbly, but then he walks by Mark and he says to Mark, he goes like nail in the coffin (laughs) and then just like keeps walking. And like, he was so like, you know, like I was saying, like it was, it was a dagger game, you know, for this guy that, that socks loss was the nail in the coffin, which was true. So this guy actually has like some mental faculties to him. Like I kind of he kind of has the vibe that he just maybe doesn't know what's going on. Like maybe like like Chief from uh from one flew over the cuckoo's nest or something. Sure. And like that moment, that moment where like what is it? Where Chief raises his hand? Yeah, it's like when when McMurphy tries to get everyone to raise their hand so they get vote to watch the World Series, and then they don't get enough votes, and then like the everyone like looks away, and then the you see the Chief raises his hand. And you know that the chief now is, like, you know, that he's actually, like, uh, like lucid. <laughs> it was, like, that moment was the moment we knew that the pizza face guy was lucid when he said to Mark, like, nail in the coffin. So. <laughs> oh,
0: man. You know, I, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Isn't isn't the chief actually not deaf?
1: Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. They think that, that the chief is, like, in this, like, catatonic state. Mm-hmm. But he actually has it, – it's revealed that he can, like, hear everything and he's with it. He's just, like – he's completely, like – silent because he's like withdrawing from like the mayhem basically
0: sure yeah the the book the book uh by i think ken kesey uh it's um mm -hmm. uh he have you read it yes yeah it's yeah the book is told from the chief's point of view which is pretty cool
1: right right uh rip louise fletcher to nurse ratchet just uh passed away this did she just die really she did yeah
0: Nice. Have I have I made a reference to Nurse Ratchet on this podcast? I feel like I did one time.
1: That's <laughs> quite possible. Perhaps you were you know. describing a, a White Sox, a female White Sox fan. As, as being I was going to say, like. if I sure. did,
0: I'm sure it wasn't a flattering comparison because that you know no. character is one of the most famous villains of uh, of all time. Um, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well that's uh that's cool. Yeah. I, I don't know, you know, I don't I don't remember what what the hell. We, oh yeah, okay. So the pizza face guy. Anyway, yeah, we also yeah. passed him uh on the way out as well. We, we
1: did. we did. I'm glad that I this was not in the notes to make a a chief from <laughs> one floor of the cuckoo's nest <laughs> pizza face guy connection, but we managed to do that. So I'm pretty proud. I'm pretty proud of that. If this is our last White Sox game of the year, I'm glad we um were able to make that connection. Right. Um but uh, but yeah, so that's that's the pizza face guy. I have a feeling we might see, see him again oh, sure. next
0: year. We'll see him again next year, <laughs> definitely.
1: We, we do. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, uh, one thing that's sad about you know possibly being this this being the last White Sox game of the year is um you know no more chances at food uh, for the year. But I gotta say, if if it was, I went out on a high note with with my heater. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get a heater uh, dog. And uh, man, this was like the best heater I've had all season. It was really, really good.
0: Yeah, I, I even when you came back with it, I, I pointed out like how much how loaded it was.
1: Yeah, she loaded me up with um. So it, again, it's like a jalapeno cheddar sausage with uh, coleslaw on top, and it's like the mayo based coleslaw and um <laughs> and like chipotle mayo. And she actually, I don't know if she messed up or what, but she put the she put the chipotle mayo on first. Then the coleslaw, and then put some more chipotle mayo on top. And uh, this one, like the heat was really kicking through, even though there was a lot of uh, coleslaw on it. And uh, damn, it's a fucking, it's a good sausage. Uh, Jack was even asking, like, <laughs> you know, he he was asking me like where you could get chipotle mayo because he, I, I think he wants to make some heaters in the off season, which yeah, I, mean, I would well, yeah, totally be maybe, down for.
0: Maybe we could, uh, maybe we could have that be an episode. You know? Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like the yeah. Christmas in July, we could have like a White Sox game in in December. You know,
1: I yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah, right. We could recreate other things from it too. Yeah, yeah, watch, right. Like, yeah, like we could, yeah, like we could have like people, like one of us could dress up like Pizza Face Guy or something and like, just walk <laughs> yeah. through your living room. You'd watch a yeah. watch
0: a classic White Sox game. Um, have somebody wear <laughs> have somebody wearing Elvis costume. Um.
1: Yeah. I'll have like just we'll have just a random dog in your apartment <laughs> uh for dog day uh you god Jack, you might have just came up with like a million dollar idea like a white sox game in December,
0: yeah 'cause well they stuff. do chris- they do Christmas in July i think yeah so of course, because of course they do so um that's a that's a good one we'll have to we'll have to remember that that's uh that's good stuff um yeah uh yeah, so you and you and mark uh I didn't get to hear a lot of the things you guys were were saying but uh you know you were you were cutting it up a little bit.
1: We were we were um we were just making jokes um, mark is is really good at like just taking one guy and just making jokes about him and um he he was he was he was ragging on on AJ Pollock and uh, he said something like uh oh, Pollock this guy sucks or whatever this guy stinks and um just like you know I forgot like I'm not even sure like what he how it started but we were just goofing off and I was I think he said like I'd rather have Jackson Pollock than AJ Pollock, <laughs> which is a pretty like a to B comparison. Sure. And then like, and then like, I think we, I think like one of us said like, I'd rather, I'd rather have the, the po- Pollock, the fish. And uh, I said like, yeah, I'd rather have a fish sandwich than AJ Pollock. <laughs> so we, we kept like heightening it. Um. So, uh. so yeah, we, 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 we kind of tried to pull all the uh, Pollock, uh. you know, um, uh, similarities or, or, uh, parallels. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, was, I don't know. I was cracking at that point in the game. I was just cracking up because it was such a shit show.
0: Nice. And yeah, what, what an unexciting, uh, pickup for the white Sox that was and what, what a boring year he's had.
1: Uh. <sighs> yeah. It was a complete, it was like a net zero, uh, you know, um, uh, pickup just really didn't move the needle at all or help them at all. So, nope. um, yeah, yeah. Uh- Underwhelming.
0: Jeremy, you wore a uh, you wore your so it was a Guardians game. Um, so Jeremy wanted to wear something Guardians adjacent. Uh, so you you wore your Jason Kipnis shirt, which I've seen you wear to games before.
1: Yeah, yeah. I you know I always try to wear like I'm you know it's it's kind of fun like to think of like what do I have of the team that I could wear. It's funny because I have a White Sox hat, and I don't think Jack I wore it all season long. um, at some point, it seemed like more fun to me to root against the Sox. Sure. Um, just because it we we talked about it before, but it's mostly because the the fans uh, are annoying, and I want to see them unhappy because they usually get on our nerves somehow. So if they if they if their team loses, it makes me happy. <laughs> so I haven't won. A, I haven't wanted to cheer for the Sox in any of the games. It's in the years past. I have actually, like, legitimately, maybe, been cheering for the Sox, but this Sox team, just with the whole Larusa thing, it's like I don't want to cheer for that. I want them to burn, like, crash and burn, so they like see how stupid, like, you know, the move was. So I haven't felt like cheering for them all season. So I definitely, like, you know, I I have that Kipnis shirt, so I wanted to wear it. It's fairly subtle. Um, I wasn't sure if anyone would notice it, other than the fact that it's red. Um, you know, um, figured maybe that would maybe clue some people in. But I did hear right at the end of the game, I heard someone say like, "Hey, he's got a we're all Kipnis's shirt." Um, and it was I think it was a Guardians fan, so like that was kind of cool. Maybe could have right. said to me, maybe could have like told me it was cool, but uh, I heard him <laughs> say it, so, uh, so that was cool. Um, it was interesting to see the Guardians. It's like I, you know, I don't know if I should count this as like a new team that we've seen or just, I, I've, I've combined, obviously combined the guardians and Indians, uh, stats for our, for the podcast, sure. but you know, one could have made the argument. that's like, Oh, we haven't seen the guardians yet. So I'm glad we did get to see them this season.
0: Yeah. And, and, and in their first season, no less, uh, at a time when they're probably playing their best baseball of the year. Um, so yeah. that was, that was definitely cool. Um, uh, we, we took the red line home, uh, which uh, which always sucks. Um, it just it made the most sense tonight. Uh, so it was, it was packed as usual. Um, we were right by these guys, so so we, we had to stand. But these guys were sitting right near us. Um, they one of them, at least one of them, had one of those folders that said uh, my first White Sox game. So I don't know if like at fan services, I've seen little kids with these with these folders, um, like who are with their yeah. parents. You'll get like a folder that says "My first White Sox game," and I don't know what the hell it has in it. It's probably got like a certificate uh, of the date and the team that they played, or whatever. Um, You know, uh, maybe uh, you know, maybe someone gave one to Will Brennan. Like maybe you get that after you get your first big league hit, too, or something. I don't know. But these guys, these guys were sitting. uh, They were sitting on the train with it, and they were like, you know, thirty years old. This this guy who had this thing, and like he just looked like a dork. And I I almost, I almost wondered, Jeremy, if they had just gotten them like in jest, but that's not, that's not a funny joke.
1: No, because then you're sitting on the train after, after a white Sox loss and, you know, elimination from the playoffs holding this, this stupid little card. Um, You say it's an, it's a folder Jack, but it's like, it's, it looks like a scorecard. Like I've seen people with them before and I'm like, is that a scorecard? So, so now it's like, so, so it even like kind of stands out even more. It's like, oh, so instead of having scorecards, they're just printing out these, my first game, uh, you know, scorecards, essentially, these like cardstock uh, folded, like, you know, two-panel handouts, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it probably has a certificate inside. So, like, the Cubs do that too, but they have, like, just a certificate, right, mm-hmm. which kind of makes more sense. It's like, why do you need a thing that folds out unless you're going to, like, put it on your mantle and – Quite honestly, I bet a lot of White Sox fans probably do have this thing on their mantle. Sure. Um, but um but not only do you get that like one of these would be would suffice, but you not only do you get that like that that scorecard essentially, but you also get this big pin that says like my first White Sox game or whatever. And, yep. uh, yeah, Jack, I saw you, like, making a note of it. I guess you – did you, you delete – did you ended up deleting it maybe or I, Well, so the
0: reason I deleted it was because I thought that these guys were just joking around. And I was like, oh, right. ah, well, they're, they're just some old guys who, like, got it for, like, a lark. And But, like, right. looking back, even if it was that – like it's, it's, uh, the you joke's know, on them, the joke is on them. Like it's, it's lame. <laughs> it's not funny. And you just, you look like a total nerd. If you're a 30 year, like maybe if you're a seven year old kid and like your parents right. got it for you, that that's going to be a nice memory for you down the road. But like just right. as a 30 year old guy, like that's just uh yeah, you just look like a nerd.
1: Yeah. That's what it's made for, for a little kid. I would, I would make the excuse that it could be for someone if you were like traveling to every ballpark sure. and you got it, you know? Um, even still, that's pretty lame. But, but not only did the reason why I put it on there, Jack, was because I saw the one guy doing it. The other thing too, is like all these guys were like drunk and they were having, they had that, like that look where they're sitting on the train with their eyes closed and their shoulders slunched, slouched. And I, I looked and there was like a group of like four or five of them. And the guy all the way at the end, furthest away from you also had the, the button. He did. So yeah. And so I'm like, Jesus, like, yeah. So I, I, I do think these guys like got it as a joke, but like. Yeah, the joke is on them. I mean, the joke would be on them surely because the White Sox lost this game in a sad fashion. So, um so yeah. So anyway, so that well, that happened.
0: He, you know, you you pointed something out to Jeremy that I've noticed before, but it the, the what they give you like the I I call it a folder, but you're right, it's more like a scorecard, but it's clearly the same card stock and the yes. same exact size that they used for the scorecards. Yeah, so, exactly. Ex- uh, yeah. You know, the Brewers, what the Brewers do, like, you know, the Cubs, it's kind of cool because they'll they'll make specific scorecards for each series, um, which is neat. You get a roster, whatever. The Brewers, I've noticed that this year and maybe even in uh, years past, they, they just make a generic scorecard. So it's just a scorecard and there's no rosters in it. They don't even have the team in it. So you have to, like, write the team name in. I would take yeah. something like that. Even that is like 1,000 times better than what the White Sox do, which is they give, you the, they give you the little sheet that they get in the press box. And that's okay right. in a pinch. But I've noticed because we collect these that it's annoying. The White Sox things. So you have to fold the White Sox scorecards. It's not the same size as your other scorecards. Right. So you have this yeah. big stack of them, and then you just got these little ones from the White Sox games, and it's just, it's just annoying.
1: Yeah, plus they're like, you know, if you fold it like writing inward, then it's just a blank white piece of cardstock and you have to open it up to find out what, um, you know, what, what game it is. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it just doesn't, I mean, it's, it's actually pretty nice for free, but like, I also would pay a dollar for just a scorecard, you know? Sure, i like pay two.
0: That's it. what I pay at the, at Cubs games.
1: Right, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, I I'm bad at following through on things like this, but you know since we're not going to go to another White Sox game this year most likely because there's only three left and it's it's against the Twins Monday through Wednesday of next week, um but you know might as well talk about this now but like. I almost want to write like a, a, an email to somebody in their guest services or whatever, just an angry email about the fact that they don't have scorecards, but I'm worried that if I do it, they're going to take away the press box ones too. Cause you know, somebody's <laughs> going to be like, wait, we were doing that. Why were we giving those away? Stop that.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I, I feel like they, they're left, they're left with like a stack of them at the end of each game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I know. Um, I know. Yeah. It's maybe better not even to rock the boat. Um, but uh but yeah speaking of rocking the boat um i made Mar- uh, uh, jack made a reference that i had a big bid um to 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 put in um on ebay on the way home um i was trying to bid on so the card that i got chris bryant um his, to sign at the rockies game is this like world series card it's a tops now card so they make them like the day after uh the event happens and like they're available for 24 hours and they only print as many as are ordered. Um, so it's kind of a limited edition card. Um, and so from 2016, which was the first year of tops now, um, you know, a lot of the cards are like worth a lot of money or you can't find them anymore. Um, some of them are not worth that much money. They're still worth about like the $5 that they cost when you, um, when they come out. But for for some reason, I didn't check the price of this, this Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo card. And there was only like a handful of them on eBay still, and they, people were asking like a hundred dollars for them. And like I kind of wanted one that was mint, like that wasn't signed, uh, to go along with the one that was signed. So I was just gonna kind of like replace it. And I looked, and I was like, oh shit! Like these are like a hundred dollars. And like it's like if I knew that, I maybe wouldn't have had him sign that card. Um, but then there was an auction where someone was selling two of them for like, and it was at like twenty dollars. Um, so I was like trying to bid on it and like my phone was about to die and Mark kept like texting me stuff on the train while he was sitting like right in front of me. And I was like, I I was like, I'm like, stop it. Like, stop texting me. Like I, I, like my phone's going to die. I need to put this bid in. And then like he, he texted me something else and it was just goofy stuff. And, uh, my phone would vibrate when he texted me. So that was like using up more batteries, Uh, but I had to have the vibrate on so I could see the eBay alert and like. I, he was texting me and I'm like, stop, man, stop. Like I, I, like I had to like really get serious with him and be like, dude, stop. Like seriously. And, uh, Jack was just in the middle of all of that watching that. No, ufiness.
0: that that was funny. And then, so right, right after you finished your bid, whatever, um, you were like, Oh, okay, Mark. Uh, okay. Like y- you can text me now. And then he texted you and his text said, fuck your battery. <laughs> That's so, correct. Then, that was, that was good. That was, that was a nice, uh, that was a nice <laughs> end to it. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jeremy, just uh, real quick on the subject of, subject of Chris Bryant, uh, he played 42 games this year uh, for the Rockies, and he did not hit a home run at Coors Field. So not a not a good not a good start for him
1: uh, um, this year in, with the Rockies. Like improbable start. And um, <clears throat> someone, I think it might have been Bleacher Nation, tweeted like, uh, like, yes, yeah, just as we all suspected, Bryant doesn't hit a ho- one single homer at at uh, at course field uh this season um which is like just impossible to like even fathom um
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Um yeah. so yeah, uh, hopefully he can bounce back next year. Um you know, I'll be rooting for him. He was cool. He signed for us. So uh yeah, cool cool guy. Um last but not least Jeremy, since this is uh probably it for the White Sox games this year. Uh I just wanted to just talk about the fact that this White Sox team was just a total embarrassment. Um, to their fan base um, and just everyone involved with their organization. Uh, I I think that sometimes, you know, it's hyperbole for fans to be like, this team is an embarrassment to the city. Um, You know, I I, I wasn't around for the 1980s Packers, like the 70s and 80s Packers. But, you know, they say that that team was just like a total embarrassment to like everything that came before them with the Vince Lombardi legacy. Um, You know, I'm trying to think of other teams that have just been total embarrassments, but... But this well, White Sox kind of like team, the
1: Chicago Bears, I would say.
0: Sure, yeah. I mean, I was gonna say, yeah. That, uh, oftentimes, since I've lived here, the Bears have been a, a total embarrassment to their their fans. Like there there have probably been times when you've been embarrassed to be a Bears fan because they've you know just got been been at least the Packers. They've been whipping boys for the Packers. So. Um, but yeah, this White Sox team like uh this team is nothing to be proud of. Like it's it's the opposite. Like you should be this team should be embarrassed of themselves that this is the product that they put on the on the field this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would have to I would have to like say like who's who should be more embarrassed like the the players or the fans? I mean, honestly, as a fan, I would be embarrassed that this is my team and that this is the way the team is run. I mean, like it it was a self fulfilled prophecy um, from the beginning. I mean, ever since they signed Tony LaRussa, like I know that there was like rumors that they were like, you know, the Sox are going to talk to LaRussa And like, people were like, I think some people were like, this is horrible. Like they can't do this. And then like, there are some people who are saying like, there's no way they're going to do this. And then they did it. And this, ever since that moment, it's been, uh like a sinking ship. It's just been like a self-fulfilling prophecy that they were gonna they were not gonna win, they were gonna be in disarray, they're gonna have horrible leadership. The players were gonna revolt. And it all came true. Like, I mean, I know that like Eloy got injured again. Um Luis Robert got injured again. He's done for the year. Um Giolito regressed. I mean these are all like these are all like um you know unignorable like truths but it all starts with the manager. Like I don't care what people say. Like I know people like Steve Stone will, you know, will make excuses that about about all the things that I just said. But it's like it all starts with the goddamn manager. And like just the message that they sent to the team is is embarrassing and just uh, insulting. And I thank God I'm not a White Sox fan because to have a team with such high expectations and have them do that. Is just horrible. It would be like if the Cubs, you know, heading into the 2016 season, they fired Joe Madden so they could hire like Ryan Sandberg or like <laughs> I don't even know who. Like I don't even know who like a better uh, comparison would be. But like it just like like so they could hire like
0: Mike, Mike Matheny.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just just I don't know. It just I can't even think of a. A similar scenario because it's just so absurd. So it's just, it is, it's, it's, it's embarrassing and it's pathetic. And like, I feel bad for white Sox fans kind of except for the ones who are assholes who are sitting around us all season. I'm, I'm glad I, I, you know, I gloat in their face. Um But uh yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Just, I, it's probably a bummer for you, like Jack, because like, you know, it was a chance to see some like winning baseball in Chicago and, you know, Based on the way the season has gone, we've 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 seen the least amount of White Sox games ever for this podcast in one season.
0: Yeah. um, And, and a lot of that, too, is probably because the Cubs games were just so much more accessible this year because the tickets were so cheap. But um, yeah, yeah we sure. did see we did see the least, but um, we certainly could have seen some more competitive baseball or some 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 baseball with a little bit more at stake. Yeah. Um, when we went to the White Sox games and they've just all they've been 500 all year
1: yeah now they're below five hundred and um yep. yeah even the chance where we we thought that we were actually gonna see like a a good game uh and not to mention the fa- like so of course the sox you know crapped the bed for this game, but then they they couldn't even win the night before to to keep it interesting, you know it's like no we we missed them we missed seeing a competitive game by one day um and like yeah the the like the, the air was a little bit out of the balloon for this one and it's just it's just a bummer um and um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And and the other thing, I think we said this already, but it's like, where do they go from here? Like, where do they, they might, I mean, I guess that they can't tear down, they can't tear it down, but it's like, what do you do with Eloy and Luis Robert? I just don't know what you do with them next year. Don't know. No,
0: because they've they've never been healthy. Um, No. And, you know, you say it all starts with the manager, and I think this game was interesting because we saw the polar opposite of that. Um, Terry Francona. He was one of the best managers in baseball. Cleveland fans, and I think baseball fans in general, were apoplectic when Cleveland traded Francisco Lindor. Um, like, here was just, like, the perfect example of a small market team not being able to afford, and not necessarily really wanting to keep their, their best player, their franchise player. They traded him away to a big market, and now he's in New York. Um, and Cleveland was left with nothing. Uh, I think they have the fourth lowest payroll in baseball this year. So they just they have, outside of Jose Ramirez, um maybe Shane Bieber they just really have no 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 big stars and yet they're they're winning the division because they play uh, they play smart baseball that no one can take the extra base like Cleveland I think they went from first to third at least 3 times on a single in the White Sox game that we saw mm-hmm. uh they hustle down the line they like they beat out grounders when they possibly can they have speed uh, they play with fire too. Um, like you could see in the dugout, like the guys were super excited, probably excited to be beating the White Sox, who thought that the, the, they were entitled to the Central Division. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a team that you want to root for uh, because they play they play well, and um, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would say they play the game the right way because that's a, that's just kind of a stupid thing to say. But um, they definitely play with a passion that the White Sox lack. So uh, if there's a team, if the Brewers don't make the playoffs this year. I might root for the Guardians. I think they're a good they're a good underdog story.
1: Yeah. They they just have a higher baseball IQ than this than yes. this White Sox team. And um they though I if there was I was saying this too during the game, like if there's one thing that the White Sox can take solace in, it's like this game and this series, that series, proved that the Guardians deserve to win the the division over the White Sox. It's just yep. it's irrefutable. They deserved it. They're a more talented team, have they're a smarter team a better performing team. And it's like White Sox fans, you just, your team was not as good as this team and you didn't deserve to win. So don't feel bad because these guys should have beat you anyway. Um, even, even if like Ozzie Guillen or Alex Cora or, you know, uh, whoever was their manager, um, you know, the the guardians were a better team. So, you know, that's, that's just kind of what it is. You know, I don't know what else to say. Yep.
0: Well, um, I guess you know who knows. Maybe we'll have that White Sox uh, in December, White Sox game in December. But <laughs> I, I think that that'd be great. We got to do it. But I think I think that's gonna do it um, for tonight. Uh, we are going to another game this week though, so we'll uh, uh, we'll, ha- we'll probably have one more game for you before the season <sighs> ends. Uh, yeah. But f- uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm already uh, before- sad.
1: I'm already sad about it, Jack.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. It, it came up. It came up so fast. Uh, so fast. But we'll get. We'll have plenty of more good stuff for you. Um, But for now, I'm uh, Jack Swakowski.
1: And I'm Jeremy Dionisio.
0: We'll see you next time.
1: Later.